are synthetic fertilizers killing your microbes. Whoa. Dude, grow show. I'm really working on the pull-in, Scotty. I'm trying to give. Don't go anywhere. I, I like it. I like it. What if I give the short answer of no, they're not? Then you think everybody will just tune out? No, no that's too <laughs> short. That's too short. Bring it. Hey, what do we got? Oh, you, you reminded me of this, or we were just, it, I was prompted to do some research on this. Actually, I see, and I were talking about it, and he'd asked me uh, about the relationship which, between microbes and synthetic fertilizers because of a couple of things he read on the internet. And I was trying to explain it to him. I did a little bit more research to really understand and be able to explain it simply. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'd love to get into it. I found it interesting. Uh-huh. I'm down. Let's start off here with, um, yeah, we. I think it was the last show when we were talking about, okay, really we should discuss more like what is natural, what is synthetic, what is organic, and it all ties into microbes. And my school of thought when I worked in grocery stores at first before I learned more was like, man, if I'm spending good money on this like mycorrhizae product, why do I want to put chemicals on it? Like chemical sure. nutrients. The word chemical alone is kind of misleading when you put it in front of like nutrients like oh this is a chemical nitrogen Ooh, but say you know what even before we get into it because we're going to be talking about synthetics oh you were asking the difference on it i was i listened back to the shows dude every now and again and i was listening back and while i was mountain biking and you were talking about organics uh, synthetics and natural and i was like uh, i did I, I do know that because i make a product and i'll just real quick we'll go over it so we can get into the the synthetics and microbes but natural is a very broad term not very regulated could mean anything uh organic is controlled by an organic board whether it's uh omri or uh united states as what is the united states organic I can't remember right now. No, I'm I'm agriculture. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, Omri. Omri's a private one. Uh, Anyway, it's it's organically certified. Uh, Synthetic means it's synthesized. It's made probably in a lab or in a factory, Uh, and that's what gets you know. Of course, we're talking about these natural plants. So when we're talking about synthetic nutrients synthesized in a lab. Man, Banner was here and he, he was talking about how, you know, humans, we think we're so smart, but plants have, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of years of evolution to make their own nutrients. So that is organic. Synthetic is definitely beating the system. God, synthetic grows bigger stuff. It just grows. It just grows faster oh, and here bigger. Here comes the comments. Uh, and, okay, so, so I'm... Re- I'm reading this book. And by the way, this book has got a nice general title, How the World Really Works. I don't trust it. I immediately don't trust it. (laughs) It talks about uh, organics. And I was talking about like in the 1800s, they've got all these records of of growing grain. And they were saying you needed like a hectare. Like it was like a two mile by two mile section uh, to be able to feed your family. And for each loaf of bread, uh, I think it was each kilo of grain, it took like 10 man hours or something like that. Now with mechanization, one family has thousands and thousands of acres from organically getting 10, uh, 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 taking 10 hours to make a, 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 what am I trying to say? A kilo of, of grain. What do you think it took like a mechanized or whatever? Now it takes two seconds, two seconds to get that same output. That's because of all the, the modern farming techniques, including 
That's uh, uh, chemical fertilizers. Well, I wasn't going to take a quote here that I think puts some light on it, too. You found a cool um, gardenmyths.com. I think it's kind of around in the same arena we're talking right now. And from gardenmyths.com, it says a lot of organic growers believe that nutrients from organic sources are somehow different from the ones provided by fertilizer. They yeah. are not. There is no lab in the world that can tell the difference between a nitrate molecule from manure and one from a bag of synthetic fertilizer. Plants can't tell the difference either because there is no difference. They don't care where the nitrate comes from. Right, right. So if it's very, you can have organically, which, I mean, it sure does feel good. I would never poke fun of anybody or think uh, less of anybody doing organic gardening. Uh, but it does take, especially like outdoor organics, where uh, you're using manure from, you know, what do they call it? Like circle farming. Because organics can have a huge carbon footprint as well. Think about your Peruvian bat guano being shipped here and then the people that are mining it over there uh there's a there's just because it's organic doesn't mean it's necessarily good um well and yeah we should i think that's i don't want to like there's definitely sources of organic stuff that isn't as evasive or is more environmentally friendly to you know compost byproducts there's different mm-hmm. byproducts and industries that are already doing their thing how many but organic like, growers do you know that are making their own that are making their own compost and circle farming and pulling the nitrogen, fixing the nitrogen using peanuts or alfalfa or something or soy? There's not a lot of our style growers doing that, you know, which is real circle farming, which is real organic farming. Biodynamic farming. Yeah, no, it's, it is hard. That is hard to do that. You have to have a certain type of property space, amount of time, all kinds of factors go into that. Uh, for sure. But let's bring it back to the point of these two things can get along. Synthetic fertilizers, you know, a lot of people are using synthetic fertilizers, are not just going to kill off all your microbes. Yeah, there have been many studies looking at the number of bacteria in soil after applying fertilizer. And man, if you want to click on this one, the impact of organic and inorganic fertilizers on microbial populations. Uh, Yeah, I'm out. It's from a scientific journal, man. They look at both bacteria and fungi populations can compare untreated soil to a soil treated with organic material, which is manure, rock phosphate, and neem cake, and soil treated with synthetic fertilizers. Adding synthetic fertilizer resulted in no change in the number of bacteria and an increase in the number of fungi. Organic treatments increased both fungi and bacteria slightly. So uh, fertilizers, uh, the bacteria in fertilizer will eat. It will take that nitrogen and use it as a food source. Absolutely. And it won't, they will multiply and they will hold. Now that they're made out of that nitrogen, bacteria don't live all that long. They die in the soil and become these little slow release stores of nitrogen. Yeah, I dig on that. And I, but I, this is when I use the word grow styles too. I don't want to say, okay, one way is right over the other um, as far as synthetic or organic. Some people are definitely on their soapboxes like this is full on organic weed, you know, and in the end, um, I don't think that hey. makes it necessarily better. Go ahead. No, but organic weed, when I when somebody says that to me, a lot of times I go, damn, this has some flavor to it because organics is a great way to grow cannabis. It is. But. Just when you're going to the grocery store and buying Peruvian compost and buying your, you know, peat or whatever, or your compost from California or Oregon, that's not so sustainable. That's not the same thing as, as you know, using your own and circle farming. 
You know, so it is a lot different. It's just another gross style. Um, I would say that what you said when somebody, I don't think organic style growing makes any difference in the end flavor. Like if you had one cut grown on a A and B, an A and B two part synthetic nutrient, and then another same exact clone grown with whatever, Bukashi and all, you know, the whole nine yards. <laughs> grown pro <laughs> grown properly <laughs> in the same environment at the end, flush this like well, they're not going to be flushed the same in organics. Regardless, I think you're going to have the same flavor and pretty damn close to the same attributes in either plant on end product. Taste, smell, looks, because uh, that's what does it is the genetics. Sorry, I'm just scrolling down. Fertilizers are salts and salts kill, don't they? And it's very interesting, man. In dry form, salts are two different, whatever, two different chemicals that come together, sodium and chloride. Uh, but once they touch, I'm looking for it, once they touch water, once the salt is dissolved, the ions quickly become diluted as the water moves through the soil layer. Uh, diluted ions in water do not harm microbes or plant roots. In fact, both of their lives depend on the ions being in the water, the ions that they absorb not the salts. So the salts break down into the two separate ions and those ions, you know, sodium chloride is not a good, either of those are not good ions for the plant. I'm thinking of a salt here. I, I got magnesium sulfate right there, Epsom salt. So it says salt in the name, but when it breaks down, it's magnesium and sulfur. It's two plant of uh, nutrients that are, I guess they'd be ions that no, they're nutrients that the plant needs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you are right, though. They, they are ions. That's how it works is the ion exchange. And they're not technically salts. I just read in this article. It's very cool. The, uh, the actual they, they're just and science describes anything with multiple. What was it? The uh, science describes it as anything that has one or two more ions. So the salt table that we think of is just like sodium and chlorine, whereas you're talking about magnesium. So it's like and sodium and chlorine. Neither of those plants need. Yeah. The plant so needs the tiniest amount of chlorine as a micronutrient. Yeah, this article is very interesting. So yeah, gardenmyths.com. Shout out. They're well, hang on. Go scroll science. down. We can actually see about the author. There you go. <laughs> that is a biopic right there, man. <laughs> I live in Southern Ontario, Canada, zone five, and I'm a Pisces. I've been gardening for over, <laughs> I have a background in chemistry and biochemistry. I'll take that. Very cool, man. All right. I like it. I'm going to choose to believe that without checking any other sources. I like the way it's written. <laughs> I found it very interesting. Can I do a final thought? Who said that? Who used to do? Okay. Jerry. Final thought. It's Jerry. <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Jerry Springer. Okay, final thought. Man, some of the concerns on this is actually like, when are we going to run out of this stuff? How can we use it sustainably? And I did pull, which is a pretty good uh, little narration here from, this is a paper, The Future of Strategic Natural Resources from MIT. Okay? So, there was a time that humans operated totally self-sufficient farms, tilling the same land for years by managing waste effectively, by simply making sure that everything that came out of the land eventually went back into it. I'm so sorry, how many people? Scenario, how many people? Like a billion and a half or something, not 10 hold billion? Hold on, hold on. I got it. In such a closed loop scenario, phosphate would have the capacity to be reused approximately 46 times as food, fuel, fertilizer, and food again. In the fertilizing techniques that dominate today, which involve the annual application of phosphate-enriched chemical mixtures on top of nutrient-starved soil, 
Phosphorus is used exactly once, then swept out to sea. Almost done. This practice is simply unsustainable. Our ancestors learned the importance of conserving nutrients through necessity. If they could not make the soil yield, they would starve. There were no second chances. So that's pretty interesting perspective, at least. I mean, you know, when it comes down to, damn, if we don't make this work, there's no, we're not going to live through the winter. Oh, uh, and this and, book that I was talking about was saying, like, I think it was 100 years ago, you had like 25% of the population in, I don't know if you'd call it famine, but not getting enough food. And now it's down to, I think, two. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Microbes are a great way to help. I know Mammoth P, when Baku used to, um, um, how dare I forget homie's name? Colin Bell. Dr. Thank Colin you. Bell. Uh, you know, they were doing plenty of studies, and there's plenty out there where you can do how much microbes help reduce and hold, like what, hold fertilizer to the soil. soil. You don't have to add as much phosphorus, make well, a living how, soil. How could they, they do that if all that stuff just kills microbes, man? Right? I, I, yeah, they hold on work. to that. They use it as 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 fuel, you know, as food to multiply. Yeah, they definitely know what to do with that. Well, uh, this is a perfect transition to get your own microbes. Hey. Realgrowers.com, guys. If you guys want to get a complete package of microbes, meaning bacteria, not just the A and the B. I remember GH used to have just two, two different, you had to buy three different things. If you wanted mycorrhizae and you wanted... Uh, this type of bacteria and this, you got a great blend of everything you want, including the food forum, formed with kelp, molasses, humix, fulvix, all the goodness at realgrowers.com and grow dots. I don't want to forget grow dots. If you just want to grow with one nutrient, which when Scotty came up with this idea, I said, this is not a good idea because I've never seen any, at least in the liquid form, any good one parts. It's like too many things in a bottle. How do they all stay it's, in solution? So it's not dots, really a one part. It's several delayed reaction formulas or a couple delayed reaction formulas. Uh, then that's how it works. It's it's not a one part. It just has different things that uh, a couple delayed release release items. The nitrogen hops uh, gets really. Uh, the nitrogen works really well for about the first four to eight weeks, depending on uh, which version that you use. And then the P and the K stay real heavy and start releasing in a little bit different of a pattern uh, to give you a nice bloom. So oversimplification would be just a, a one. Yes, sir. you explain it best to me. Think of it like a gobstopper, dude. OK, that's all I got. You know right. what? But it's not really. It's not. It's not like it's wearing off a little bit. It's that there's one of, of those prills, those balls that's running out. That's meant to uh, work immediately. Then there's other ones that are meant to kick in uh, five to eight like weeks it. afterwards. So, yeah, it is several different technologies i'll say featured pro today ac infinity man if you're a grower there's something you need especially if you haven't tried their fans they're the quietest it's actually what their business was before they even got into the grow game they make fans for all types of different things stereo cabinets home hvac whatever but their fans are so quiet and every one comes with a badass controller for temperature humidity timer cycle scheduling which all goes, oh wait, don't forget about the datas and the charts and alerts, which all goes right to your phone. Um, super smooth fan. I think they come in at least eight speeds. And like I'm telling you, you can't barely hear the thing. Soup the gardener, uh, when he does, comes on the show or when he's doing the happy hour, he's got a tent right by him. He's like, yeah, it's tugging yeah. along right now. They also have grow tents, complete grow kits that are legit. I always used to say complete grow kits were somewhat of a ripoff because they were ripping people off back in the day. 
with their complete kits that can have containers, lights, fans, the tent, everything you need to grow are a great deal. Coupon code Dude Grows at AC Infinity. And if you're addicted to Amazon or maybe you want to use your mom's credit card, uh, Dude Grows 10 over on Amazon. Check out AC Infinity and get some top-notch grow gear. All right. All right. I, dude, I buy stuff on my wife's card on Amazon. And then she has it so it notifies her phone. It texts her right away if somebody's used their card. And then she hits me up right away. Like, what are you doing? Anyway, yeah, cool. that <laughs> happens to me. It's funny you say that. I just got a $12,000 receipt for a generator that I didn't know I bought in Florida. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to run businesses, man. Buy more bamboo, will you? You like Nirvana, dude? This was one of the better shirts that they ever marketed to me. <laughs> Come on now. Oh, wow. It's just so weird, right? Oh, oh, oh wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's Owen Wilson That's- being mistaken for Kurt Cobain. And is that banner doing an Owen Wilson impression? Yeah, and that was just like his whole thing. Like, oh, oh, wow. I find myself doing oh, wow, sometimes, and I get self conscious. Got like, oh, wow. I was like, oh, oh. don't say that. <laughs> not bad, dude. Not bad. Oh, wow. I've got a good comment here. Oh, I said comment. Comment, like, subscribe, also, please. That's the least you can do if you're enjoying this show. Bring it. Comment, like, subscribe, help grow it. All right, Tincture Bell, TGC producer Tincture Bell, message me. What's up, Tincture Bell? and wanted to know how should a new one explain to a new cannabis user how to choose a strain in a dispensary. We always chastise those that buy based on THC percentage alone, but we don't discuss what they should tell a bud tender to find the unicorns that heal us. Uh, (laughs) I would like a little bit more comment, but first off, I like this because, and this is going to depend kind of, some bud tenders don't know Jack. I mean, I think you should, as as a bud tender, you should have a little bit of, schooling and knowledge. Grambo, you're an ex-bud tender, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are no such things as ex-bud tenders. <laughs> he used to be a bud tender. Yeah, like, like I said, you have to you have to educate yourself out there. Bud tenders can't help you. They're not trained. They just literally hire them off the street. Yeah. I, once famously, I always tell the story, I had a, a, a bud tender standing right next to me sell some it was like water shatter. And the shatter is made with water. That's why it's clear. And I was just like, I got to get out of here. I love it. Just do what I do, man. Buy on looks. Yeah. This is explaining, though, to a new cannabis user. So for me, I'll give my opinion right there. I'm going to go in and be like, well, if you're not familiar with cannabis, like, and you want some flour, I'd probably go lean more to a one-to-one or meaning CBD. You're getting predictable, dude. You're getting predictable. (laughs) Or... Maybe a more CBD dominant, depending on the individual as well. I mean, if you don't want to just ease them into something, getting, I mean, and getting blazing highs, depending on the size of the hit, your consumption. Um, Why not just smoke a little bit less? Get them good weed that gets them good and high. My mother-in-law is a good example of this. Actually, not really, because she can smoke a joint with me now. But she used to be super lightweight. She'd smoke one little one and get uh, uh, and, and get baked over it. And be like, oh my God, that was some strong weed. She didn't need to waste her money on CBD, you know, weed or anything like that. Just smoke a little less. So we're going to have so many good quotes. Scotty just said, waste your money on CBD weed. And I'm talking on the. uh, Go ahead. If you want to use CBD, go get yourself a powerful tincture that's been extracted that, you know, how many milligrams it is. I guess smoking CBD as a. It's smoking CBD is a quick delivery. I enjoy it. I sure. never forget okay. when I got my first one from Hanover Hemp, a CBD joint, straight CBD, and I smoked it on the way up to the bakery driving up from when I lived an hour away when I lived in Colorado. And I remember being like, 
I just felt really relaxed in my van seat. I was like, oh, okay. This is good. And then plus when I get pulled over, I'll be like, hey, don't worry. I don't even put it out. It's CBD weed. I don't <laughs> even need to put it out. You are awesome, man. You are awesome. Just for you, I'm smoking so, this second joint, even though I'm too stoned and the words aren't even working for me anymore. Just that, just out of, I don't know. I don't think it's. Well, like, one thing I'm when we this. discussed this before the show, Scott, he's like, I don't know if I could help this person. I'm just going to buy the best looking weed. <laughs> so yeah. that's an angle. I just, yeah. I mean, mean, the different, there are some, the the Cortez the Conqueror weed is what I'm blaming, this animal mint cake. It did screw me up where the words just weren't coming to me. They weren't working. (laughs) Uh, And there are different cannabis. Some get you really tired if you don't smoke a lot. Some do get you jacked up. I don't know. Is that Indica Sativa thing? Is that over? No. Sativa makes uh, you go up. No, but Indica I wish makes it you go down. <laughs> this one makes you go goofball. It's so hard too for everybody to everybody's endocannabinoid systems different to a degree, and it's going to get affected a little different, a little more severely. Like I said, edibles, um, you know, and this is stuff coming actually on the Saturday show, guys. So stay in tune. Uh, mess with my equilibrium. Sometimes my hearing, if I have too much of them. Some people don't have any issues at all. I do want to mention when I was in Missouri, I was in St. Louis, Missouri, the first weekend that they went wreck. I'm like, oh, got to go to some dispensaries for sure um, and report on this. And when I one thing I do see is they'll sell um, like a gram. Uh, I don't know. I don't recall the pricing, but and then there would be a, the, the top shelf, you know, which is twice as much, if not more, for that same gram of a, uh, a top shelf strain. So I bought both of them. Both were pretty damn good. So be careful on buying, just going, some people just do that just to say, I want the best. I want top shelf. I want, you know, it's not always that that's going to be so much better than what they might have packaged at a lower price point. So be careful with that and buy, maybe buy both and do your own, your own testing. Um, I only buy Khalifa yeah. Kush, man. It's all I buy Khalifa Kush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, just go with the celebrity brand. Okay. If all else fails, just go with the celebrity brand. I guess it depends on which celebrity. If I had to buy a celebrity's weed, which celebrity would it be? Probably I'd buy Wiz Khalifa's weed. If anyone was going to know about weed, I'd <laughs> figure it'd be him, right? <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. I hope that helps, Tincture Bell. Tincture Bell says, uh, uh, hello, Scotty. Graham boy. Graham boy. Love, <laughs> I like that, Love the man. holistic thought process and deep pondering. I, too, solve all the world's problems if they would only... Ask and listen. Hey, let's get something straight. Nobody asks. Nobody asks. All right. I don't even know if they listen to me. Oh. Yeah, I hear you. Hey, we got a Grow Talk featured question. I'm going to shout out to a couple producers. Uh, thanks for that comment, Tinkshire Bell, yeah, for providing some uh, entertaining questions for us. Uh, I got Terposaurus Rex and AWOL Gina. What's growing on? I wonder where Gina went. All right. <laughs> oh come on cortez autoflower weed from cortez the conqueror i am giving you a negative shout out because i couldn't think when i smoked this weed man all right um it is great i just wish i would have smoked it at night okay it's the weed where you just can't talk anymore <laughs> who do we got man who do we got did you do et et homegrown E.T. Homegrown. <laughs> love it. And Frightened Weed. I smoked some of the Frightened Weed. Thank, thankfully, Cortez <laughs> Weed is uh, just forgetful weed. 
can't talk weed. The frightful weed was weird. People kept on showing up and I'd be, ah, ah, kept on freaking out, man. Uh, thank you, DDC producers. You do make the show happen, man. Uh, don't forget, we are giving away a bunch of seeds here on uh, Patreon right now before the end of the month. If you haven't seen that. And hey, if you want to become part of the crew, $10 a month pays for itself and benefits that I can't all list that right now. Dudegrows.com forward slash support is where you find it. If you're using Recharge or Grodos, you're not a producer, you're losing money. All right. You're losing now. True. Uh, so check out dudegrows.com forward slash support. Keep this show going. Help us keep prohibition down. Because believe me, it's still going. Believe that. Until it's federally legal and we can do whatever we want. Oh, shit. Um, yes, sir. Bro talk. Featured question. Uh, this is in from Grow Mom. Thanks, hey. Grow Mom. DDC producer. Defoliation for bigger buds by Grow Mom. All right. I like it. Uh, what's up, DDC fam? I just flipped my tent to 1212 going into flower, and I was removing some of the bigger leaves so I can get enough. Uh, through to my canopy, my lower canopy bud sites. I say all that. Uh, oh, I say all that to ask is how much should I remove? I've seen where some strip it down to almost nothing, but bud sites and others barely take anything. I know the leaves are necessary for for good old photosynthesis. So I was wondering what you guys do and what you have found effective. Growing in a three by three with an HLG three hundred R spec. Nice. Trying to get bigger buds and more yields. I defoliation, I believe, definitely can tie into yield. Uh, too many people growers have been talking about it. That three light book. What was that one book that was popular in Colorado? Three light. Three light. Yep. Yeah. I think they called it Schwazi, Schwazen. I can't even remember. Something like that. Right. Some bro science right. term, potentially. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think they just made it up, but that was pretty much removing everything, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Which I don't like to do. I've done that before. But yes, yeah, that's, um, well, that's the plants back a little bit for if sure. If it's blocking another leaf, I will take it off. And some of the larger fan leaves I'll take off as well. But I don't over defoliate now. I'll shape the plant the way I want. No, no use in growing these little wispy buds and taking energy away from the main budding site. So I will shape the plant, cut things off it that I don't want energy directed to. But it's all, for me, it's a lot of directing the energy. Yes, because I mean, it takes energy as well to create leaves. But let me, I put this out on Patreon as well to get some good comments. From the DDC growers, Tincture Bell says, day 21, I'm into flower. And at day 21, I'm doing a heavy defoliation of most of the fan leaves. JPen87, day 10 and 21. This is 21 day in. And I have another uh, grower I talked to about this, um, actually, that um, I bike with that I've been in their grow. But Dream Loud Cultivation says, so going into the transition, I'll remove the lowers and lollipop at some. Then I'm also doing a heavy defoliation at day 21. The 21 day is trending. I wonder if that was in uh, I think that, that is that. Right. Isn't that that schwazing? I'll, I'll Google, man. <laughs> you do that. I got some more to talk. It says, it, so uh, Dream Loud Cultivation saying anything that isn't directly attached to a flower site gets pulled off and she jumps back like crazy and you get amazing stacking structure. This is how I do it. Um, and then also, uh, our friend that's a grower, he does, first off, I'm going to 1212. I'm taking all the fan leaves off the plant. And then again, at day 21, depending on strain and how much they've grown back, you know, some strains aren't going to bounce back. And I think some of this also ties into plant. You're stressing the plant and it's putting out a response also by, you know, when it's in nature, it's, it's like mm. some deer's eating its leaves or whatever. I believe that's part of the, you know, bumping back. What'd you find? Anything? Day 20 of schwazing. Prunes, prune only the largest leaves. In this case, the aim is to expose the buds that are just starting to appear to the light. 
However, it's important not to cut all the leaves. Simply observe which ones do not allow light to reach other buds. Huh. There Fair we enough. go, man. Yeah, not bad. It was almost right. Yeah, I like it. What about... Did Coach Steve go evil on us? I was just, I, I had it all queued up because I was like, what's going on with Coach Steve? Oh, man. If you need a friend to talk to, Coach. <laughs> wow. So, evil Coach Steve. <laughs> I hope everything's okay. It says, just regarding removing foliage for flower, my only focus is airflow through the canopy and mitigating canopy density to help with humidity. Now, that's important, like, Right now, we're not talking about just for bud sites. We're talking about, you know, limiting microclimates, leaves lapped on top of leaves where you can get too much moisture, potential like mold to start. What, what if he's idea. saying all this and it's he just wants to destroy our garden because he's evil? Oh, that would be devious. Huh. So this means removing weak stems, causing congestion in the center or core of the plant and enough leaves so they aren't laying each other, causing condensation. Removing leaves that shade buds isn't going to do anything that moves the needle. If you have enough PPFD near the shaded bud sites, auxins will aid in getting light, uh, getting it light. Plant morphology will dictate how much it needs to go, but the mindset stays the same. So interesting. Good information. Um, I do like uh, thinning out the grow. I think I'm going to try it harder. When I went to my buddy's grow, they did it at day 21. I was like, oh, my God. Like, all the fan leaves were gone. Yeah, and he yields great though. I mean, he yields. He's always getting about two plus on his strains, two plus two pounds sure. plus per six hundred watt LED. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a stress response as well. Well, the uh, trichomes are a stress response, right? The more the more stress you give it, the what, what you call it sunscreen for yeah. the plant, dude. Yeah. Yeah, so I could see where I don't. Uh, the leaves are going to photosynthesize. Those are your solar panels that are going to turn, uh, you know, make sugars for the plant to build itself. But the flower being exposed to the light is going to make it stack on uh, trichomes. I would think logic would tell me stress. Hey, eh? they're liking the stress. How much stress can go up in there and beat on them a little bit? A couple backhands, man. Come on now, hey, yeah. low stress good. training. That's yeah. like the. I, I have like a, a nervous tick when I'm in a grow room. I just start breaking stems because it's just like what you got to. It, it's constant, you know. Yeah. And so anytime I go in Scotty's room, I have to like don't yeah. touch his plants. Yeah, go ahead, dude. Break my trichomes. See what um, happens. No, nah, this is a, <laughs> this is in veg, baby. This is in veg, baby. Hey, you're breaking my trichomes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right on, right on. I hope that helped you out there. Uh, oh, grow mom. Sorry. Grow mom. Grow mom in you. the house. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, DGC producers, hit me up, man. You got questions you're putting on dogrows.com. Let me know. I love to try and get them on the show. I love to try and help you out making the show happen. Hence, producer, right? So let's take it to, hey, shout out. I got just a couple here before the news. Two by two, Tony. What about Crumnet Worldwide? Wow, see? I would believe anything I read on Crumnet. Okay. <laughs> and are you allowed to call somebody a stunt midget anymore? <laughs> what if they call themselves that? That's okay, right? I'm more interested it. in what's going on in a two by two Tony's tent. What do you yield in that thing, man? I got to know. Uh, Guru used to have, he brought his tent with him uh, when he moved over here, and it was adorable. It looked like, what do they call those, the light boxes that yeah. you would take a picture in? Yeah. Yeah, it was adorable, and it would fit on your desk. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, you got all kinds of news here, actually. Let's see here. Cannibal, cannabis Compliance Board 
approves first conditional licenses for consumption lounges. This is not a surprise. This is out of Nevada. That's why I'm not surprised. Of course, I know. Vegas, of course. I, you, Vegas will probably be the first place uh, that you have cannabis consumption lounges, I would think. And that might actually get me to go to Vegas. I have zero desire right now to go to Vegas. I don't drink and I don't gamble. <laughs> and I'm married. <laughs> you know, so... Uh, the, the idea of, uh, like you've said it on the show, like I'm not spending money to go anywhere where it's like highly illegal to toke. And me and my wife were talking about, man, we want to do, we plan trips out. You got to plan trips out far ahead sometimes if you want to go somewhere exotic. And she's like, I want to go to like, uh, I hey, forgot where back, she mentioned Grandma. Europe. I'm like, I want to go to, to, to Vietnam. I think the food would be really good. Like I think Vietnam would be cool, but I'm like, wait a minute, we, we have to check the cannabis laws. I was like, I think that. Let's go to there. Uh, dude's What's right, that? though. You do got you got to check this. That you don't want to go to the wrong country and bust oh, out a joint. You'll be fine. <laughs> you'll be fine. Yeah, it's like worst dude. Uh, Show's canceled. A dude has <laughs> been tamed. <laughs> hey, go back in the beginning what? of that, man. Go back in the beginning, real quick. Yeah. dude. Can you see this? What do you think about me with this hair? <laughs> you know, I mean, I like it. What do you think about me with that hair? Let's go get one. I would love. I it. think they sell them on Amazon for like eighteen bucks. <laughs> Scotty Reels buying hair for everybody. Ah, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Trip might have a couple wigs. My man. Real though, we might have to go to Thailand, Scotty. We talked about it, and we think you know, potent Ponic Steve's probably their banner's been there. Weed's yeah. legal in Thailand now. It's like, man, we got all the, all the things to win. Great beaches. Once you get there, stuff's affordable. Um, so good to go. Okay. That sounds awesome. That actually does sound awesome. But a consumption lounge. its uh, Is it about time? It is going to be an issue about people leaving really fucking high. When you're really high, you can't roll through red lights if or, you're not used to it. Or not understand an intersection. Or we uh, we have one in Denver, actually. It's fully open. I've done a few comedy shows there. Yeah. It's, it's called Jad's. Uh, just another dive something sure. I don't know what it stands for, but they have bar laws. So you, uh, in Colorado, you can only buy an ounce recreationally there. You can buy more than an ounce, but you can't leave with it. You have to consume it on property. You have to use so, all their stuff. You can't bring yours in. And what if they sell cannabis beverages? Those things yeah. that, you know, you drink five of them, you're wasted by the time that, uh, you know, the guy that runs it, he was like, dude, we should like leverage your audience to come here. It's like, dude, my audience is weed growers. They're not buying your store-bought weed and I'd come on in up. there and uh and hang out though oh for sure maybe you said what about people leaving too high okay that's obviously um there's already things in place for that we see currently with bars people definitely leave bars and drive when they should not drive i'm not saying that's okay and also sometimes depending on the situation it is actually on I believe the server at a bar, if they're blatantly serving somebody that's drunk, they can get in trouble for it if they can be called out on it or whatever. So if you're leaving too high, you're leaving too drunk, whatever you're doing, that should not be on the establishment. That's on the person. This is like, again, I was coming back a uh, quick hit um, on the ferry from Vancouver Island. I wanted to have an IPA. I went up to the cafeteria. I grabbed a banana and I said, I'll oh, please take, uh, I forgot which, uh, an IPA, a beer. And he's like, in order to have an IPA, you have to buy a full meal which is like 20 bucks. They, like we cannot serve any alcohol unless you buy a full meal. And then somebody's like, well, that's because you're on a ferry and they know you're going to get in a car. And I'm like, well, there's cops out there for that. There's other things. That's like, it just really frustrated me in the moment, Scotty. I even refused to buy the banana. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, Give me a beer and a banana to go. 
Regardless, uh, I think consumption lounges are great. Uh, th- there's going to be stupid I rules made across the board in different states because of the people that do it. I, until they can have a consumption lounge where people can go there with no weed, buy weed, which they can't do yet. They make you buy it from a dispensary. they got to tie the two together. And then on top of that, when your friend dude comes and he wants to smoke a joint and sip on a pale ale, they got to have that too. Not yeah, that's going to be tough. Like that, that's going to be tough, man. Mixing those two together. You got to worry about getting sued. I was talking to Banner about this. I, I'm like, yo, all right, I'll, I'll back it and you put your name on it. He was like, no, <laughs> no, I don't think so. And there's going to, yeah, it's, it's a tough business to be in. And especially where oh, Oklahoma, wasn't that great? You go drink a beer. Mm-hmm. And and smoke some weed at the Cowboy Cup. Oh, that was cool. They're not going to allow a it. Gun. Number the number one thing that happens when you can consume cannabis is you consume less alcohol, typically. And the profit margin on alcohol is probably so big. I mean, I'm thinking now how many pints are in a keg, and up here in Canada where I live, a pint like from a microbrewery is almost eight dollars. Like, oh my god! Like, what's happening? But uh, regardless, uh, next news story. I give Nevada a thumbs up. Uh, Georgia independent pharmacies start selling cannabis oil. I'm just thinking that dude's driving down the road and he's like, how many pints are in a keg? And you're going to just start doing the math as you're bored and stuff. Yeah. I try to do that. I go, how many square foot are in an acre? And then I start timesing like 207 in my head. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's 14. This is out of Atlanta. Something. Georgians, Georgians eligible to treat their chronic illness with cannabis oil soon will have a lot more choices of places to get the medicine. The state board of pharmacy has released a set of regulations that will allow Georgia's independent pharmacies to dispense cannabis oil to eligible patients. Okay, so it's pretty here's cool, a few right? No, no. So all you can get in Georgia is what they call the low THC oil. You can yes. even get what they call a low THC oil medical certificate. The word low is everywhere. So I looked what that meant, and you can possess, I think, up to 20 ounces of THC oil, no greater than 5% THC. Okay. It's something. I mean, it's a Georgia is such a, a uh, southern type of you know, <laughs> state, I'll say. <laughs> that, uh, man, if they're getting, once you get CBD and CBD works, I told you I got stung by the bee on my foot. I put some CBD on and I went back to sleep. But when pain went away in about five, <laughs> 10 minutes, I did. I just had some sitting just, there. I agree. 5% THC oil is better than nothing. And to, to, to be able to, it's serious stuff as far as to be able to get the access to it, you either have to have cancer some type of sclerosis, seizure disorders, multiple sclerosis, Crohn's disease, Parkinson's, sickle cell disease, Alzheimer's, AIDS. Like it's all sure. pretty heavy. Like you're not medicinally speaking, I think you might want something stronger that you don't have to take as much of um, or you know, carry around one ounce instead of 20. That kind I, of I agree, but it's just it's cool that it's a start. And this is in Georgia. I would just like to be at that meeting and listen to how. How did they come to that conclusion? Like, it, like it's amazing to me. Like, it makes no real sense. Do they have any patients there? Is anybody telling them what the people? Is there any like med, a doctor that specializes in cannabis medicine type stuff? 
I obviously don't not. know. I don't know. It's probably more like phone calls. Like, yeah, I can probably get by with uh, voting yes on 5%, but I can't just vote yes on, on full THC uh, in the pharmacies. My constituency will have my hide. My constituency will have my hide. How about that? What about the kids, too? What about the kids? Remember uh, that one story where the high concentrates... Uh, concentrate made the person jump off of a balcony like that kind of shiz too anyway yeah. she needed a reverse edible <laughs> foreshadowing <laughs> <laughs> one more news story yeah uh, come on analyzes efficacy of psilocybin as treatment for alcohol use disorder I All thought right. this was interesting I didn't know if we'd done this one before but you talk about how you, when you go into a trip, that you really think about things in a different way. There's a, a really powerful introspection that, that happens. And when I saw this, I thought to myself, man, maybe you could heal yourself from drinking too much by thinking about it in a really, you know, in a different way. Maybe it'll lead to leave a different impression on your brain. Or maybe you'll be like, hey, dude, when I take these shrooms, I don't have to drink. I'll just take the shrooms all the time. Um, well, ideas. that's not necessarily what they're doing. It's a I matter know. of taking at least probably, you know, two to two grams plus or I've and this is just from we've covered on the show before, but also different people that have just like the compassion and the ability to really look at themselves in a different way and to really look at something and how it's operating. I think it opens these different pathways of I do too. self mm -hmm. you know, analyzing. And that's what it does. And then I'm not so sure about, granted, um, more studies I should do, taking psilocybin um, instead of uh, consuming a beer. I mean, I do like the Moonlanders, like I talk about on the show, or you know, they're a 300 milligram one or whatever. But regardless, the, the, the main hitch with this, with even I find, you know, I'd like to drink less beer. I'd probably be a little bit more fit. Um, it's obviously as time goes on and we age, you know, you don't bounce back as quick. You know, you can't handle like, a hangover or whatever nearly as well. It's not generally not good for you. Um, but for me to go to the point of, it, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to probably want to eat like five grams. Am I scared of that? I'm not scared of that, but I know you're, you're signing up, right? Definitely, <laughs> you know, I don't understand though. A decent, what's up? I'd rather remember the handful thing where you just eat a handful <laughs> or a plateful or something like that, or one cap. I don't know. Have I ever measured them? <laughs> I don't know. That's awesome. I remember, uh, yeah, just the first time I ate shrooms and I told my friends to take me home because I was uncomfortable. They're like, all right, it's a bad idea. <laughs> I just get the down my Sorry. My basement to watch some TV show. I can't remember the shows. I think it was Lorenzo. Some, I don't know. Some dude has a longer hair and he rode a motorcycle. Oh, Renegade. Renegade. Lorenzo yeah. Lamas. I started, <laughs> you ever seen Renegade? I started watching oh, Renegade. Shrooms. And the dude. Yes. yes. And the dude started like turning into like a monkey on the screen and shit. And I'm like, call my buddies and like, come pick me up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, first time I tried it, I was like, this is what tripping is. I was like, give me more. And after about 36 hours, I finally came down. All uh, right. Okay. Comment, like, surprise. 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 Subscribe. Comment, like, surprise. Subscribe. Dudegirls.com forward slash support. You want to become DGC $10 a month. Get the hot deals. 
Uh, and uh, dudegrows.com forward slash pros. It's great ways to support the show, guys. We've been doing this for a while. I want to keep coming at you. Support the team. Got a couple memes here. Uh, do you like roller coasters? Yes, I do. Actually, it's been too long. Well, hey, did we did we give the last shout outs, man? Do we shout out Papa Bud and the Bud Plug? <laughs> no, apparently not. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll take it. Uh, I'm a Dapper Dan man. What's up? I'm a Dapper Dan man. Deal. Deal. Dude, you know, I just scroll through social media when I'm bored. And this one, <laughs> I got this article that talked about, yeah, this is from 2019. It was an old one. But yeah, a roller coaster broke down and it just left people stuck. Actually, this was this was an old one. It happened several times, but it looks just like this if you press play, Grambo. Dude, what would you do? I mean, I'm freaked out enough. It's not a roller coaster. I don't know what the hell that is. That's way worse than a roller coaster. I know. Look, it's if the when it loses power, it just breaks, man. Any moment now, dude. Fuck that. (laughs) I'm good. No, it happened. It happened in China recently. Oh boy! There you go, dude. To be stuck there. Oh no! That has got to suck. <laughs> uh, I was trying to find it. Click the next one. The next one I think is recent, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, this is in China. Yeah, look where they got stuck. Come on, oh, really, oh, dude? I w- I'm. <laughs> oh no, no, bro, no. Oh my! Now, can God. you guys do that? Well, hands in the air. Will you do that style roller coaster upside down loops and stuff? No holding bars, nothing. I won't even. I used to. I don't even get on them. No, I won't. My ex hated that about me. I'm terrified of my stomach. Don't get along. My my stomach. My gut microbes don't get along with that stuff. Oh my god, my palms are sweating watching (laughs) this. I can't even like deal with it. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. All right, that's what I got, man. Good hanging out, dude. That's all good. Stay higher, DGC. Until next time, peace out. Thanks, Grandbo Scotty. Hey, take her easy, dude.